Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hi, this is Tim Venable of Cornet Global. Joining me for this edition of What's Next is Peggy Moore, Senior Vice President, Corporate Sales for Court, a leading furniture company. She's here to talk with us about the impact of COVID-19 on the office and the workplace. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you, Tim. I'm very happy to join you today. Here's my first question. What do you see trending in office layouts in the short term to support a return to the away from home office? And what about longer term? Tim, I'm glad that you're asking this question. It's, um, it's a turbulent time right now for a lot of businesses um, for the very obvious reasons. Um, right now, businesses don't want to overinvest or overcommit, so we're seeing a lot of short-term modifications being made to the work environment. Uh, I'll give you some examples. Adding space, dividing space, creating barriers, adding furniture, subtracting furniture, moving employees to other space, even moving employees to outdoor work areas. Um, in short, it's really been about the placement of people in the physical workspace and their proximity to others. Uh, long term, that's going to manifest itself differently as we all learn more about how to best manage the impact of the virus in the workplace. From my perspective, what I'm, what I'm seeing and, and envisioning is that there really needs to be on-call, on-demand solutions that provide the ability for everyone to batten down the hatches, so to speak, at the workplace, much like what we do to prepare for a hurricane. Barriers, dividers, protocols up and deployed during virus incidents, and then systems revert back down when we have an all clear. And the reason for, for this is because businesses cannot afford to maintain two different sets of work environments. And I'm not even sure if everybody working from home is sustainable for a lot of businesses for a variety of reasons. Thus, there is a strong need for a work environment that can lack to accommodate all kinds of scenarios. And employees need to be able to feel that coming to the office is not going to be a risk to their health. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. In your view, Peggy, what solutions seem to be the most popular right now? And does that change according to the type of business? Another good question, Tim. Um, well, other than moving people further apart, um, if a business has the space to do it, I would say acrylic dividers. And I wish I had the corner on acrylic because right now acrylic dividers are a hot commodity. You see them everywhere. And acrylic <clears throat> is a good solution for a variety of reasons. It's mostly affordable. It's easy. It's got easy adaptability as a retrofit option. And it's easy for manufacturers, or it was easy, for them to get their hands on acrylic and then um, modify uh, brackets <clears throat> to um, add on to desks and add on to workstations. But unfortunately, much like we've had a run on paper products, there go the acrylic dividers. Um, so 
they are increasingly um, hard to um, for businesses to get their hands on, and the long t uh, the lead time has extended. Um, thankfully, we have um, the desktop dividers and the panel toppers in stock. So on a temporary basis, we're able to help businesses out. Um, after acrylic dividers, I would say tall workstation panels and what we call panel extenders or panel toppers. And that adds height to existing workstations. And so what we're seeing is the reversal of what was popular. So everyone wanted um, an open work plan um, easy access to each other for um, collaboration, and now they want dividers and they want tall dividers. Um, does the solution change according to business type? You know, I would say it really depends, Tim, on how much space the business has, how it's furnished now, and the employee density per square foot. So in other words, the tighter the layout and the greater the density, the greater the need to retrofit the space to make it inhabitable today before we have a vaccine. Otherwise, a business may be forced to wait the virus out and employees will continue to work from home. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. Now, what do you hear employees wanting as compared to what employers are providing in the workplace? And how has that changed with COVID-19? Well, um, hopefully the businesses are well in tune to what the employees need. And this has been a, a tough one for employees and businesses to figure out because there's so many unknowns. It's hard to, to battle something effectively that is something that's invisible um, and then reports of how to combat the virus in the workplace have, have consistently changed. Um, but basically, and very simply stated, employees want to feel safe in the workplace and what, how they define um, feeling safe is very personal to them. They define that on an individual basis. They want to see evidence that their employer is addressing the work environment and working to mitigate any impact the work environment might have on their health. And, and from what I've seen from my role, I believe employers are doing the best that they can to try to determine what it means, what they can do to provide a healthy environment, and they're reaching out to product and service providers to get their help. Uh, I think it's been a, a tough year financially for a lot of businesses, so they really need to balance everything all at the same time. The employee's health, the financial constraints that they have. Um, I, I really, I, I've been in this business for a long time and I can't think of a, of a harder time um, in actually managing the work environment. Um, and I'm even, I've, I've even done this through several disasters and um, this is akin to that. Um, it's a tough thing to figure out. 
um, again, businesses, I think, are working very hard to figure out um, what it means to provide for employee safety from the, the dividers that we spoke of, um, the sanitization that's required, um, how to ensure that there is good air quality, air purification, um, how to how to rework the um, traffic flow within the workplace, how to de-densify, whether that's through moving people further apart or staggering work shifts. Um, I don't think any stone's being left unturned by, by businesses um, because the alternative isn't good, right? The, the employees will continue to just feel safer in their homes and there's a lot of businesses that really need to figure out how to get their employees back into physical space. Exactly. Okay. Now, Peggy, uh, I understand that court recently conducted a survey uh, to gain fresh insights on all this. What were some of the biggest surprises from that uh, survey? And also, what are some of the biggest takeaways from the survey? So, Tim, we, we really initially did the survey across uh, about a thousand respondents. Um, 12 industries, 1,000 respondents, so we could get an indication of how we could be situated best to be what our clients needed us to be. And what we found out was um, a real interesting range of perspectives. Um, I think we thought that there would be a consensus um, of some sort. And we had uh, seven very strategic questions, and I hope everybody um, is able to read through the, the survey. Seven strategic questions that would give us an idea of, of how they saw managing the, the workplace through this and beyond. And there wasn't a consensus, and um, that didn't necessarily help us um, position ourselves, but it did indicate that there's a lot of unknowns. And, um, and those unknowns mean that businesses are going to need flexibility. Um, any time they cannot predetermine what's needed for the workplace, they need flexible solutions as things become more clear. So the lack of consensus, I think, Tim, was the biggest surprise. Um, another real interesting takeaway from the survey was that um, probably the opposite of what we thought we would hear is that 57% see their workplace footprint changing um, as a result of this, um, the virus impact on their business. But connected to that, 55% saw the need to increase their footprint. And we thought it would be the reverse, but um, people in facilities while increasing their footprints might be a better way to go um, to accommodate social distancing. Because from what we read and know, virus isn't going to go away, even when this one has been mitigated. Um, you know, flus come every year, of course, um, but what's the next virus? You know, what are we gonna do for the next virus? And so they're thinking, um, over half of them were thinking maybe having more space um, was a was a good answer, and um, and I think that would include um, lesser densification um, in employee per square foot. So um, 
there you, you have it, potentially more space rather than less space and let these people spread apart. And another thing that we've learned is that employees want to pick where they sit. And um, having choice was important to them. And you've got to have space to do that. And so um, it was just an insightful um, survey and we were lucky, um, fortunate to have the opportunity to, to um, send it out and to get such a great reply from the community. Okay, excellent. Some very interesting uh, um, results from your survey. And now my last question, uh, Peggy, is this one. What has been different in responding to client needs in this crisis as compared to others in the past that you might have been involved with? Oh, that's a, that's a, a real good question. So I was involved in responding to 9-11 um, from this role and then also Katrina. And um, the, the difference seems to be that we knew what we were up against from one perspective. Everybody knew what they were up against from one perspective. And, and you had an idea of when it would end. And so this is probably the longest running <coughs> um, crisis. That I, that I can recall. Um, and also, um, I think it's been um, pretty demoralizing from um, a lot of perspectives. Um, the impact on businesses and the employees' um, health and well being overall, um, you know, both have been um, hit at the same time. Um, but, but I think that um, businesses. Um, we're able to figure out the supply chain too um, after 9-11 in Katrina. And there was a real nice relay across um, the, whole, the whole supply chain nationwide. This one has been very difficult because um, all types of businesses in all regions across the country have been impacted. And so, there have been shortages of all types because there have been um, employees impacted everywhere. So the, the employee impact has meant shortages in supplies that have been quite unexpected. I mean, try to add a little bit of levity. I never thought I'd run out of toilet paper in my, in my life. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that was a surprise. <laughs> and and um, I'm glad to see some things coming back to the shelves. But um, I think that I think the supply chain, the impact to the supply chain because of the impact impact to employees personally, has been the greatest difficulty in in this crisis as compared to others. Okay, that's very insightful. It's great to have you uh, sharing uh, those experiences and perspectives with us. It's It's been great, Peggy. So uh, thanks again so much for uh, talking with Cornet Global here on What's Next and uh, sharing these very helpful insights to uh, Cornet Global members. Tim, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.